Welcome to Modern Musings, Conversations with the Maiden Mother and Crone, looking at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Hello, and this is Amber again, and we're back with a new week, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Cindy Murray and Kristen Hessler. Hola. Hello. And um, as I mentioned last week, this week is our one-year anniversary, technically yesterday, but this Woo-hoo! is our anniversary episode. I can't Happy believe we made it through a whole year of weekly episodes. I right? know, yeah. that is that is so crazy. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, weekly episodes and blogs, one year. And it has definitely been off and on rocky, but we're here and we're still going. I, I don't call it rocky. I think it's been fun. Now I It's it, been fun, but like there were have been challenging moments. There have been challenging moments, yes. With the three of us, it's not rocky, it's smooth. It's the individual like getting inside your own head. That's it is. the individual it is. hang up, yes. personal yes, discipline and stuff. Personal yes. discipline, work, life balance. Making trying, myself write that blog every yeah, week. Yeah, trying yep. to figure that stuff out has been interesting but enjoyable mm-hmm. and i wouldn't trade any many a minute of it with you guys i know it's been awesome i've i've really thoroughly enjoyed this like i said i can't believe it has been a year now yes so and we wouldn't be here without you listeners so thank you for coming back and downloading and commenting and checking us out well, um, so get back to the meat of the matter. It is November, and it's National Novel Writing Month. And for those of you that don't know what National Novel Writing Month is, it is a, um, well, actually, I'll do a little history on it. So it was started in 1999 in San well, in California, I don't think it was San Francisco, but it was started in 1999 in California with 21 people. They sat down and they challenged themselves to write a novel in the month of November. Wow. And um, and it had to be at least 50,000 words. Wow. Yeah, so they, they took on the challenge of 50,000 words in November and now it has like completely blown up there are 420 last year there were 427,000 participants wow. 427,000 yeah. yes and over across oh all of the continents 671 regions wow. throughout the world that's crazy. Yeah, I know. And you just started with 21 people in 1999, the challenge of 50,000 words, and now 427,653 people participate. You know, I, I'm sitting here, that just boggles my mind. 50, yeah. 50,000 words, you know, I struggle in, strugg- in a month's time. I sometimes struggle to write one podcast or one blog post mm-hmm. a week and and I'm I'm trying to think how many, how many words how many words a day would that be does somebody have a calculator handy mm-hmm. uh, oh, like here, in, here I have one right here I mean that's not a complete novel that's just like a first draft divided by 30 days that's about 200 pages in a novel that's a typical 1666 novel. words a day um, I don't even write. How many words? 1,666. Well, you know, a page. Like writing an a, essay every day. Yeah, a typed page is like about 500 words. So, yeah. I mean, that's actually doable if you write a page a day. Like, a, well, right. no, you'd have to write more than a page a day. because more it's, than a page a day. It's like what you said, three 200. Pages. Three pages a day. 200 pages and something. Go. Oh. You said that it's like 200 and something pages yes, per, for the novel? Yes, 50,000 word manuscript is 200 pages. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that's doable, actually. I mean, you you know, you hear 50,000 and you're like, oh my God, that's so many pages, but only 200 pages? But that's I'm, but doable. I, again, I'm sitting here saying, uh, you know, I... But every single day. I write a one blog a week 
uh, and and we're talking, you know, maybe two pages long in a Word document before I upload it to the blog. And it yeah. takes me all week to write that blog. So, yeah, you'd have to write like about four or five pages a day to really... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be great. It's like a first draft. But they even have contests on, like, who, how many, you know, who wins the first draft. Mm -hmm. And you can actually join a novel writing community. And I can tell you the website right now. It's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O dot O-R-G dot org. N A N O W R I N O M O M as in oh month month yeah dot org okay yeah dot org and you can actually go online and join their community and then you can find they have a Dallas Fort Worth region hmm. and you can hook up or not hook up but you know what I mean link up <laughs> <laughs> yes. with other writers in the area that are also participating oh. in the challenge and share stories, share ideas and everything like that. I, I don't think, you know, in light of the fact that we're, we're doing um, a Halloween or a uh, October, not quite daily album um, that Kristen and I kind of started uh, this year. It's first time ever. And then I'm getting ready to start my, December daily. Like she just ways to plug yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she just has to like throw December. I, just, I, I feel like Allie Edwards is paying Cindy <laughs> somehow to mention is, December she, Daily I, I in every episode. Yeah, so, so you you're gonna I'm have to get obsessed. her to sponsor us or something uh, because right? we've mentioned her but, in like every episode <laughs> lately. Well, and I was gonna actually mention some other things about her here in a minute too, but um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm like I'm thinking no. You know, it would be a fun challenge, even if it was just something stupid and lame. And I just sat and rat wrote the stupidest dumb thing ever just to say that you did it. You know, I mean, but, seriously, uh, I think every year Johnny I'm had a start, dog. Yeah. Johnny's dog was brown. You know, just keep writing. Like every year I say <laughs> I'm going to participate in a 50,000 word book of that. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like um just free form i'm just thinking free yeah. form writing you could yeah. just free form write and call it a novel i mean it's not going to be oh. good no okay so <laughs> right. I, you can sell it on amazon right. <laughs> the other day i challenged my students to write for 12 minutes timed writing and literally one of my students did that i am sitting i am sitting here <laughs> I am waiting for this to be over. I am writing. I am writing. I am writing. I am sitting. I am sleeping. Yeah, like that's pretty much like oh, yeah. what he did for yeah. the whole 12 minutes. And I'm just like, really? You had enough energy to do that and you couldn't, like, you know, have a thought? <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. his thought. That Cut was his, his thought. nose off despite his face. That is. Yeah. That is it. Like, uh, exactly. But yeah, what you were saying, you could totally do that. Like, <laughs> I've had students do that, and I'm just like, okay. I think it takes more energy it to does. do that. It really does. And to think about doing that than it would be to just write your Come thoughts on paper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So I know like 50,000 words is a lot of words. But what if I came up with a writing challenge for you guys and the readers? Okay, I'll participate in it myself. And we'll publish it in our blogs for this week. What do y'all think? That would be, be fun. fun. Yeah. Like what? Is it a 50,000 word? No. No, okay. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> How, I, I, can't won't, I won't even I give, can't do that. I won't even give you a word count. I'll give you like, it has to be at least a page. How's of that? Okay. 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 And you said you, you write like two pages per blog, blog anyway. Yeah, I so can, like. I can do that. Yeah. So at least a page would work. And it has to be. Let's make it easy. Like a personal narrative. Like a personal okay, narrative about your life. But I am going to throw a curveball in there. Okay. So the writing challenge is at least a page personal narrative about your life 
but you have to add one magical element to your story. Okay. One magical element. Yes. Okay. And think of it as magical realism you you're talking about your personal life but you have to add a magical element Mm, okay and I'm not going to tell you what kind of element it is it could be like so subtle that I don't even notice it Mm. but it has to be some kind of magical element in your writing okay okay that is going to be a challenge um, yeah, I'm not, uh, hmm, yeah. Okay. Cause I, this, this part of that could be okay. Cause the personal narrative I get, and this, um, this is where I get to the Allie Edwards thing where I was going to bring it up. Um, I actually <laughs> write personal narratives all the time. Um, I am a firm believer in journaling, uh, about your, uh, life or whatever I do. Um, storytelling personal storytelling and um one of the things that i do it is through my journaling uh my scrapbooking i tell i journal the stories of my life in that way um through covid i did some mixed media but also journaling um story storytelling Mm -hmm. in there about our lives during covid and um, I, I, I do that uh, with December Daily, obviously, because it's a story every day. Um, I know. I, I live and breathe this stuff, you people. I, I Are y'all going to force you. me to do that this yeah. year? <laughs> Just like y'all forced power sheets on me last year. <laughs> but did you do them? You know, <laughs> that's the big question. I'm working on it. You don't even go it. here. I'm working on it, okay, okay. okay? Whether I finish it or not, I might be like, like you're complaining about doing December daily like all year. I'm going to be doing power sheets for like the next three years. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, okay, so, uh, but one of the things that I do, because I wanted to um, kind of get better at how I tell my stories, because that's one thing that Allie Edwards is a master of, is telling the stories. She has spent a lot of time developing her craft and she tells her stories in very significant ways. And in fact, she, she offers, or she used to offer uh, a product called story camp where you went to Oregon um, where she lit Oregon or Washington. I think she's in Oregon. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not a fan somewhere girl like on the, <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> she is a fan girl. Yes. But, um, but she offers this story camp where she teaches you how to tell your stories. Uh, you know, it's like a weekend or workshop. a week long yeah. workshop. Yeah. Um, but then she, a few years ago, she offered this one that I signed up for called just right. And it's, uh, I believe it's two prompts a month. I did it for about a year and then, um, I, I just kind of quit doing it because I wasn't keeping up with the prompts, but, uh, twice a year she would, um, give you a prompt and it was a one word prompt. And then you would write whatever you, um, whatever came to your mind, you could write more than one story or whatever. But the idea was to to get you to tell your stories through that prompt. And so I, I did that. And that was how, um, if you remember our cups episode, that was how I came that, that, uh, essay came about. And so I, I've done that one for a long time. And, a another one that I do is, um, it's called my modern story, which is, um, was a product developed by Becky Higgins, who does Project Life, which is another storytelling. It's a week and uh, photo-based weekly weekly glance at your life. So um, you take your pictures or snapshots or whatever on your phone or your camera or whatever all week long, um, the, the Project Life is, and then you kind of put that together in a photo story each week at the end of each week. And then, um, but her newer project product 
is called My Modern Story, and it was a less uh, photo-heavy product. It was really based on telling the stories and um, getting them published in a some kind of printed format so that you could share those stories with your family. And I love that idea of telling your stories one little story at a time, telling your life, telling your family's life one story at a time. So um, some of the things that um, Allie has done with the Just Right were cups, hands, um, the color green, phone, soap different different words and the and those bring to mind different things and you can write whatever that brings to your mind and I love that because I came up with some kind of interesting um I think interesting essays that go with that and and then doing the my modern story gave me a format for publishing some of those stories so one of the stories I wrote with that one was the story of our Christmas checks mix. Um, it's a real uh, kind of a family tradition that we make checks mix. I have a special recipe for checks mix party mix that I do every year. And so I, I wrote out this whole little story about why that was a family thing, you know? So yeah. I always struggle with making it, not a little story like I want it to be a little story and my stories always seem to have like long drawn out well mine are too a little bit yeah. but I think I think when you have a little prompt like that if you're just telling the story of the like the checks mix it, it has a beginning and an end you know it's mm -hmm. it's a finite little thing and I like I love the idea of telling your personal stories in those little chunks. And, you know, I think a lot of people who write their biography, their autobiography or whatever, they're writing those novels or whatever. They're not doing it. We think of it as writing a novel as 50,000 words or what, or, you know, however mm -hmm, many, mm -hmm. but really it's not about what writing 50,000 words. It's about writing little bits of a story you know, over I and like, over and over again uh, the book girl interrupted uh, everyone mm. remembers the movie it was mm -hmm. a fantastic movie and fantastic book yes i loved the way she wrote that book this was her retelling of a series of stories during the certain time in her those, life mm -hmm. yeah those are the best and, um, oh, I love, each yeah. chapter Memoirs. like her her uh, stories were, it wasn't a chronological story. Like, oh, yeah. it, when you watch the movie, it's her time chronologically. But when you read the book, she's just retelling these certain memories. Mm -hmm. So they kind of overlap and intertwine. Yes. And it's just each chapter was a different theme of something yes. that, you know, yes. touched her while she was going through that experience. And I, I just really loved the way that was written. That was my first book to ever read that way I think if I ever wrote uh, my memoirs I'd do it that way because you yes. just can't chronologicalize things because you, you can't and see yeah another memoir it would be boring mm -hmm. another mm -hmm. memoir I read around the same time was um what is the name uh Kay Redfield Jameson her book about being bipolar oh mm -hmm. right yeah and uh, that was like, uh, it was written like the same way, pretty much. Little stories from her life mm -hmm. when she was unmedicated and becoming a psychologist and little crazy things that happened to, and she's like one of the leading authorities now on bipolar disorder, mm. but um it's called an unquiet mind. I couldn't oh, think yes, of the name yes, for a yes. second, but yeah, that that book like pretty much saved my life reading it when I found out that I had bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. I you know, I read a book and I wish I could figure out what the book was and I'm gonna, I'm going to put the information out there and maybe one of our listeners will or maybe even Amber will know what the the book was because I read it 
at my aunt's house when I was probably 13, 12 or 13. Uh, and it was a hardback book and my aunt gave it to me to read. And it was, I want to say it was depression era, era uh, writing, but or either the story was based in the depression era or it was written in the depression era. I don't know which, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a family. Um, the protagonist was a, you know, young girl, probably my age, 12, 13, 14, maybe. Um, she had siblings, both older and younger, I think. The only thing I remember about, and she, and it was told in little stories like that. It was, uh-huh. I don't remember anything else about this book, except there were multiple children. They were poor and, and they were making candy. And one of the kids got his, his or her hand into the hot, you know, like hard candy. Like you melt the sugar to make hard candy. It's very, very hot, you know, like almost bo- boiling. Yeah. Yes. And they got it on the hand and it burnt the hand and the, the mom wasn't there or something. For some reason, the mom had been out, went out of town or went into, went into town for the day or something. And they wrapped the kid's fingers up with bandages, stuck them together, you know, and just wrapped them up to protect the hands and something, you know, like they grew back, they grew together, they scarred together or whatever. And it, it actually caused more damage to the hand because they had wrapped it up or whatever. But that, that just kind of stuck in my head. And I think this story was, it may have been a true story. I don't know. I, if you know what I'm talking about, if you've ever read that book, I dying to know what that book was. I've been thinking about it for years. That scene stuck in my head. Um, some, there's something about telling little vignettes of someone's life that, um, I don't know. There's just something about it that sticks with you, I guess, that it makes it interesting to look at things in that way. A little but, window into time. Yes, yes. Yes. So, um, but yeah, I have no idea what that book was. I've just been, I've been trying to figure it out since I was like 12 or 13 years old. So when it comes to um, like personal narrative, that's easy, right? Because it's something you've lived through. Right. Oh, and that's what I kind of what I was getting at when I said that I, I do that all the time with my scrapbooking. But when we're talking about novels and fiction, I have always wanted to write fiction and uh, because I have a wild imagination and, um, I love all the genres. I love sci-fi. I love high fantasy. Um, you know, all of them. I mean, uh, I think, like, I want to know, like, where people get, like, their starting point. Like, the first book you ever write. I mean, did you just, like, I want to know, like, you know, like Stephen King. Mm-hmm. When he, he dreamt up, you know. Carrie or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, you know, what brought him to, to think of that? And, you know, did the characters come to mind first? Was it the villain or was it the setting? Right. You know, right. I, I'm yeah. always curious about I'm, that because I'm definitely, because like, if you think about, um, uh, Lord of the Rings, right. That mm-hmm. one's a really good example because it's a world, a creation, There's a whole world uh-huh. creator, right. Right. And, you know, he created language. You know, what was it first? Did he think of the different um, races like the elves and the dwarves mm-hmm. and, and he wanted the to, hobbits? And he wanted to make or a story about that. Circle did he think of think Gandalf of first? Yeah. Or was it the rings? Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Was I, it, I would you be know, curious about that. The too, yeah. idea of taking the ring to the mountain mm-hmm. and dropping it in, he, you know. I don't know. I, I'm not J.R.R. Tolkien or whatever. Thinking of that, like, I don't know who, what he was thinking when he wrote Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. obviously, because I wasn't there. And it was, what, the 70s? Weren't? <laughs> right. right. What? So, but me, as a writer, I generally, like, well, everything I write, it's kind of like what Stephen, how Stephen King writes like, everything he writes is from a dream. So, generally, everything I write is from, like, a dream or a weird mm. idea I had. 
And I kind of write that idea out, like brain dump or whatever. And um, I don't use the Eisenhower matrix, though. But, <laughs> yeah, so I brain dump. Do you list? I do, do list. Even? No, I do list. Like, okay, I brain dump, and then, like, I just kind of start writing. Like, uh-huh. I, j- I don't have an end in mind. I don't really even have a beginning in mind. Like, I sometimes go back and write a beginning, mm. and I just start writing, like, a scene. And then that scene builds on another scene. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it all just so little unfolds. Yeah, yeah, little things at a time. Yeah. Like, it all just kind of unfolds. Now, back when I was younger, like, middle school, high school, when I was writing... I did come up with a list, and mainly I, like, came up with the characters first, Mm -hmm. and I named out all of the characters, and I wrote a list of the characters, and then I started thinking, well, how am I going to put these characters together in a story? So, I've done it both ways. Okay. But now my, nowadays my writing in my 30s is stream of consciousness for sure, like, I just start putting stuff on paper, I, I like I'm getting out the dream that right. I had. Stream and of then, consciousness. That's the what I was thinking of when I was talking about freeform writing. Yes. You know, whatever to to do that fifty thousand words. Yeah. You know, well, whatever. I mean, it's yeah. not stream of consciousness like that, but right. but it's yes. just like getting getting out. Like, okay, I had this idea about a guy in a field mm-hmm. with sunflowers, and there's this vivid scene in my head, so I start describing it and writing it okay, and everything like that. And that's what I did. Like, I wrote, I started writing, not finished, a series of short stories in college based on a dream that Kristen had. Mm-hmm. And it was also, like I added, it was based on a dream Kristen had and a dream that I had. And I kind of meshed them together and I just started writing. And one of these days I'm going to finish it. (laughs) I still remember that. Well, you know, when I was a kid, when I was probably about fourth grade or so, I started writing short stories. Um, And mostly my short stories were based on... um, stories or urban legends that people told me you know things like that Mm -hmm. and I would so I really actually had a um a beginning middle and an end you know there was a there was a story concept there that was given to me by somebody telling me this urban legend about a neighborhood haunted house or you know, what happened there or something. Mm-hmm. And I, so my story started there. And like I said, this is, we're talking fourth grade, you know, so yeah. I was very young and, um, and they were very short stories, like just a couple of pages or whatever. And, but I, I did, you know, I had a concept and I just told, I told the story much in the same way I tell my, um, journaling, my personal stories, my personal narratives, um, it's just this small, short story. Here's introducing you to what's going on. Here's the meat of the story. And there's the conclusion. Mm-hmm. And and that was, you know, I wrote them out that way. So um, I think that's, the, that's generally the way I have written. Um, but I don't do a lot of fiction. Um, even the fiction that I was writing, like these urban legends, I wrote them as though they were fact. So, you know, that, that's a little bit different, I think, different way to look at it to me. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I really like the whole idea of fan fiction. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, like, <laughs> for me, that might be a fun way to, like, practice writing fiction because then you can still clutch on to a story that's already, like, established. And um, I have some students that write fan fiction. So, I mean, they're uh, like what um, E.L. James wrote a fan fiction for Twilight and it turned into Fifty Shades of Grey. So, I mean, it's totally entirely possible to completely craft a novel. And that would be a good exercise for the novel writing month is do a fan fiction. Yes. And then and then convert that fan fiction into something well that's actually kind of where my mind was going because Mm -hmm. i was like you know i 
you're talking about like magical realism i could put myself in any like fandom easily you should do a fan fiction about your favorite novel series that you've been reading for the <laughs> That's last That's totally two what years. I was thinking. Oh my God, you were. I knew it. I knew it. Yep. You need to put yourself on the ice world and yep. fan fiction that. Fan fiction, my ice planet barbarians. Yeah, you need to be Ooh, like the next. You could do next... something like where you're reading the book and you fall through the book. Oh, the never-ending story style. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, two that's, of your that's favorite a little books more there. magical than than her story goes. Her story is very kind of has that magical realism, but it's un yeah. it's unrealistic. But I mean, it's, it has a slight element of yeah. Like there's a character that has healing hands, and um, that's about as magical as it gets. Oh wait, just kidding. There's like uh these. Uh, what do you call it when someone sh- like a shape shifter? I guess. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Where they the dragons uh, shape shift into human form. There's uh. a couple of characters like that, and then there's um, what they call splices, where there there's like a few people that are like genetically um, created by mm. these aliens because it's actually a sci-fi romance. And did uh, I miss? Did you name the? Oh, no, we didn't. So I've been reading uh, by Ruby Dixon. She's a uh, author who has, like, a ton of books, and they're all, like, interconnected. But the the main one that I got hooked on was called Ice Planet Barbarians, which is actually, like, they call it, like, the TikTok, um, I don't know. Like, it, someone started TikToking about it, and then yeah, it blew it, up, it, it and she became, like, on one of, TikTok. like, the top oh, wow. Amazon book sales yeah yeah and uh yeah it has huge uh, social media following and she she did all during covid uh like once a week she would publish another chapter because she just releases it out for free like all of her books are on amazon kindle unlimited and and stuff and um yeah so she was publishing like one once a week a new chapter for her books Mm -hmm. during covid and so all of her stories are kind of like intertwined together and um, I've been enjoying reading all of her books. I'm almost done. I'm up to date on her, all of the um, Ice Planet and related stories. Now I'm reading the other books that she has that are also actually kind of related to. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I could put myself in all kinds of different stories. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's actually, yeah, like, uh, you... I could do that too with one of the series that I like to read, like the um, Christine Fian's um, Safe Haven series or something like that. Uh, no, it's not called Safe Haven. It's called um, the Drake Sisters series. But um, it's it's basically that one's also magical realism. It's basically like these sisters that live in this town called Sea Haven, not Safe Haven. Mm. <laughs> I'm definitely asleep. But yeah, these sisters that live in this town called Sea Haven, and the town is just kind of like a hotbed for psychic activity. Ah. And they just happen to low key be kind of witches, like one can levitate objects, but not like one can manipulate the weather. Um, Each of them has like a different gift. Mm. One has the power of stealth where she could like just kind of make herself invisible, like sneak in and out. She was like a spy and works for the government and stuff like that. So, and then one has a powerful singing voice and one, swims really well so like um they all just kind of have some kind of ability okay okay and they're they're all sisters in like each one of the series is like the sister finds the one you know the man that they fall in love with and Ah. then that expands out to like one of their cousins in a different set of series and then the one of the guys has a brother 
and that expands to a different set of series, you know, just like Ruby Dixon, like they're all connected. Yeah, hers is interesting, so because she shares uh, at the end of all of her books, she shares like how she came about the characters and stuff, and um. So every time, you know, she's got a book that comes out, if she introduces a new character, she has a saying, like, if I give them a name, you can guarantee there's going to be a book about them. Because oh, what that- ends up happening is she gives people names in her stories, uh-huh. you know, the people that they come into contact with. And um, then they just speak to her and they they come alive to her. Oh, and yeah, so yeah. she ends up creating a story for them. And there's several characters that I'm, like, waiting patiently for a story on, um, you know, just because they've popped up, you know, in a couple of books. And uh, she's really good at developing the characters. I'm talking about, like, she has, like, 40-some-odd books in this series. And every single person is, like, completely different from the other people. She takes very good care of... um, not making them all sound kind of like run-of-the-mill, like cookie-cutter character types. And uh, so, like, when she gives them a name and they have this little personality, it already, like, my mind is turning, like, oh, my gosh, what's their story going to be, you know? Because when they get their story, she really, like, unfolds them and dives deep into their psyche. Huh. And and I really like that about that, uh, about her stories. And I wonder, like, for myself, like, would I be able to not make everyone seem the same? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's I really that's, that's really difficult. That's like um one thing that I really applaud George R. R. Martin. Yes, that other right. R. R. person. Yeah, yes. the other R. R. person. I really applaud his ability to write from a twelve year old girl's perspective. Yes, and I know. Write yeah. from a snotty teenage boy's perspective. Yes, because that, that, he that. really captured and, the, the yeah. you know the the essence like he of put that. himself in each character and like made yes. himself a thirteen year old girl, <laughs> and it's just. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, man, how does this guy keep all of these characters in his head and able to write a chapter from their perspective and then circle back and, to and be a to them character. later in timeline and, yeah. frame? And, yeah, yeah, in timeline frame. Yeah, like I, I'm, I just wondering like how he wrote it. Yeah. Like I wonder if he wrote it the whole book all at once. Yeah, yes. Like I'm yeah. wondering he, if he like stopped and he wrote like Sansa's story. Uh, first and then Tyrion's story and then kind of chopped them up oh yeah yeah and then kind of chopped them up yeah that that's that's curious yeah I would I would like to know that too. pick his brain that was also another book I had never read a book like that before and that's the way Ruby Dixon writes each character has their own chapter so it's only two people in hers Uh but and so and there's you know reading her stories after reading, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, it was easy peasy, right. you know. Well, Barbara but, Kingsolver also write, wrote, uh, well, I don't know if she always writes that way. I, I've only read one of her books, but the Poisonwood Bible oh, uh-huh. was written in that way. It was from the perspective of the sisters, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was, that was probably the first one that I ever read that was written from multiple perspectives and she put herself into these very different sisters. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it was very obvious, you know, as you read it, um, the point of view, the psyche of each of the sisters yeah, was, was very specific and came through very well in the writing. And that I think that's part of what made it such a powerful book. So, um, yeah, I love that. So, a uh, question, Amber, since you're the uh, writing expert. So, sure. obviously, there's different points of view mm-hmm. when writing. There's first person and yeah, third person, yada, yada. Like, uh, obviously, I believe for beginners, first person perspective is the easiest when you say I. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're writing about yourself. Yeah. Definitely, that would be... That's the best starting point for someone who's a beginner? Yeah, I would say that, like, um, although a lot of times 
people find it hard to write about themselves. I know I do. Like um, when I first started writing, I wrote in third person mm. because it was a lot easier for me to write from another person's perspective than put my own thoughts and my perspective on paper. So you wrote about yourself in third person or no, just another I just character? No, I wrote about another person. character. Okay. Like I, I couldn't put myself, I guess, in that character's perspective. Uh. Like now I can. But I would say, like, if you're going to do a personal narrative, then I would definitely do it in first, first person, person instead of mm-hmm. third person. Yeah. Because it, it would be a lot easier, especially if you're going to write about your life and then just add other aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Because you you just put your personality on the page. Well, and that's and that a lot is a lot of the way I write my my journaling my because even though I'm not writing fiction and I'm not writing novels, uh, you know, when I'm writing my journaling for my scrapbooks or for my modern story or my essays or whatever, I, I almost invariably write in first person my own point of view. Everything is from my own point of view because that's really the Except only your Christmas action- card. <laughs> Except my Christmas card. Yeah, your Christmas card is from uh, that. That is a third person. Yeah, I do that one in third person, but it's um, because my Christmas card is from the whole family or from the mm-hmm. from the household, I should say. Um, so I do write that one in third person. But but any any of my journaling or anything, I always write it from first person because everything is my perspective um, of what's going on and. I don't know. I, I guess I have a, a harder time putting myself in somebody else's shoes, you know, or, or saying this is how Mark would feel, you know, doing Mark's perspective would be difficult for me because I, I don't see things the same way he does now. And, you know, maybe that's the limitation of my own creativity. You know, I don't allow myself to see things the way he does or something. I don't know. But uh, I think that would be a challenge. Well, I, I know that would be a challenge. I mean, there's tons of marriage counselors that challenge married couples to do things from the other person's perspective. So mm-hmm. it is a challenge. Right. So. I'm like, I think like one of my big setbacks that would keep me from like actually going through with writing a story is being afraid that both of my characters would be of the same mind and same personality type because that's me because I have my own perspective of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have to deliberately make the other person like the opposite of me. And I think that's why I like that winter summer style romance novels because they're two completely different people that like see a lot of authors like um a lot, a lot of authors, like, can't do that either. So if they write from, like, first-person narrative one character's part of the story, then, like, if they're dating somebody or there's another character, they'll go and write that part of the story third-person narrative. Mm. Okay. Kind of like, um, well, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um... No, yeah. A good example of that. I know what you're talking about because yeah. I've read that. You know, it's like the 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 heroine, everything is from her point of view. Yeah. But then you get this little glimpse of some other character, you know, like the sneaky bad guy or whatever, you know, yeah, doing and from something. Third person, and it's third person, like omniscient point of view. Yes, because... So. Because it, it, it it's is hard, hard to, to put yourself into that other perspective. That I think that's true of life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's the lesson see, to be learned there is that see, that's we why should do easy. more practice looking at others through their, their mm-hmm. perspective, you know. Like I said, that's why it's easy for me to write in third person, like especially third person limited um because like third person limited you don't have to like know 
all of their thoughts and feelings. Right, mm-hmm. right. So just it's the a ones lot, they say. Yeah. And, and their so, body actions that exactly, other people pick yeah. up. Yeah. Yes. So it's a lot easier for me, even writing about myself, it, it's a lot easier for me to write in third person limited than it is like writing uh, first person, two different characters. Right. Mm-hmm. And you really have to be, you know, a George R. R. Martin you know, or whatever. Like you really have well, you to know, like he sit does down. Have ghost riders too. So yeah. Well, okay, that takes it out. But um, you know, really, like you just have to like you know sit down and you have to really put thoughts and feelings into a character and really just you have make to that your life from their <laughs> point of view. Right. That's yeah. The you hard know, thing. that's one of the reasons why I like Ruby Dixon's stories because when she's writing each chapter on the first person perspective of the two characters when you're reading the female's perspective and you already understand her and then you've read the male's perspective and you understand him as a person and then one of them says something that the other person misunderstands like I feel it like right it's like that gut reaction like I physically like feel like the sadness or that rejection feeling Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I know that what this person's thinking is not really what they're saying they're like misunderstanding it yes because I've read both sides Mm -hmm. and I feel like you can't experience that if it's only from one person's point of view right you are only experiencing their point of view Mm -hmm. and when something makes them upset you might be like no i don't think that's really how they meant that but when you are reading it from two different first points of view you're like oh my god don't don't listen to him that's not what he means he just said it wrong you know right right (laughs) yeah don't think that way yeah but you know yeah I mean, nowadays, a lot of writers pair up, like, if they're going to do the dual mm-hmm. points of view. Like, yes. one writer will write from one character's well, like perspective. A, yeah, like and the other writer. in the case writer. of a ghostwriter or whatever. Yeah. 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 Here's what I want to happen with my character. Can you write this character? Well, and, you know, that's the way they write um, stories. You know, writers that write television episodes and stuff very often one person will write for a character and that and they are around the writers are around a table and they know that the storyline is going to go like this mm-hmm. so each of the writers has uh an assignment to write that character to so that that character i mean think of think of something like a soap opera where you have dozens of characters yeah. and you have to do things from that person to keep that continuity of to keep the continuity yeah, of the of their character. behaviors and and yet yeah, their dialogue or whatever so yeah it's a, that's a challenge mm-hmm. it is a very difficult yeah, challenge. and i applaud those that can do it and there is nothing wrong with those that um, team up with another writer, oh, and no. there's uh, lots of great writers. That yeah, do and that. yeah, I can think of like a lot of different books that come that have like two different writers that mm-hmm. write from two different perspectives, mm-hmm. and it makes for really interesting fiction. Yeah, I, I in fact the series I'm working on right now is written um, two of George R. R. Martin's writers uh, and i cannot remember their name i will link them on the blog um but they have the expanse series they've got together and they're writing this and it's written under the name james a Corey, i think is what it is um and that's so sad because i'm I haven't read, I'm on like book seven or eight. <laughs> and you can't remember the author. I know, but it's, it's, been, it's been like a hot minute since I actually read one of the books because I got stuck reading A New Earth. And <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the, but they write together and there's a lot of stuff done from a lot of different perspectives and stuff. And um, But I, I do, and uh, another one of my favorite authors is larry niven and he often writes with jerry pornell um and they write you know a lot of series uh books together and they're they write really well together and i they're two of my favorite authors so yeah another world creator yes Mm. those are both world creators yes let's see a um 
an, a romance novel author I really like. Her name is PC Cast, and she teamed up with her daughter, Kristen Cast, mm. and they wrote a, I think they're still coming out with books on it, but they wrote a series of vampire novels. Mm. And um, it's about like a, like a vampire, not Vampire Academy, but something similar of like girl, a girl that discovers that she's a vampire. And the, they're they're called the House of Night series. Hmm. Um, so, does anybody else have anything to add? Or I'm excited about the to, challenge. I, yeah, uh, are y'all ready to get, get started on your challenge? Probably I'm when you nervous. wake up tomorrow. I'm nervous. Ah, uh, you the can challenge. do it. You can do it. And I want to challenge our readers to do this also and share them on the Facebook. Yeah, share them. We want to hear from you. So we would like you to share your submissions with us and um, the instructions will be posted on our blog currently on our Heard It on the Podcast blog. So head on over to our website and check out our blog and we'll also post a share of our blog to Facebook if you head over there and look for the instructions on how to submit and we want you to share your stories with us. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that's awesome. It'll be a fun challenge. It will yes. be. I, I look forward to seeing if anybody takes us up on it besides yeah. you two. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say I was going to do it? No. Ah. Yes. You're going to do it. <laughs> oh, well, my gosh. I don't know what I'm getting into. <laughs> so what are we talking about next week? The 70% method i was like please don't say december daily <laughs> <laughs> of course no. of the 70 percent yes method. so that's me yes, yes. so okay. we'll be talking about what the 70 percent method is and how you can apply that in your life and so it is a goals girl yes yes it is a goals girl um and uh it's a very interesting concept and i'm not going to give any of it away you have to come listen yes to figure it out so, yep. Okay. So, to wrap it up, we'd like to thank Red Door Studios and Creative Audio Tech for our sound and equipment. And yes. we also want to thank our listeners for continuing to come see us, hear us, <laughs> every week. Yeah. We love you guys. Give oh, us yeah. a like. <laughs> give us a comment. Give us a rating. And... Come see us on MMC Chat on Facebook. Come, yeah, participate in the conversation. Yeah. Participate in the conversation, read our blogs, and participate in our challenge. Yeah. It's November. You have until November 30th to participate. Okay, well, catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.